Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest, man. We are here with Nate, the great Kelly, Ireland MMA prodigy. And that's the only way to describe him, a prodigy. I know BJ Penn is the prodigy, but Nate Kelly, man, from as soon as that fella could walk, he was throwing kicks. How are you getting on, mate? <laughs> oh, good, lads. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. And just to throw it out there, myself and Barry are doing November. This is not our usual facial hair. Don't <laughs> me. I have a full on beard. I'm bad has some sort of French thing going on. We, <laughs> we. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you do want to um, donate some money, we'll probably, we haven't done a swipe up in a while, so we'll do a swipe up tomorrow on it. Yeah, we'll put a link in the bio anyway. But um, yeah, it's just for a great cause. We do this stuff every year, and uh, it's great. Uh, next year, Nate promised he's going to join the team as well. Not true, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing signed yet. Nothing signed yet. No <laughs> the contract's on the way. Join <laughs> the contract, as people say. But, uh, Nate, for, for people that don't know you, right, five years ago, uh, in March, if I'm correct, it was the UC 189 World Press Tour, Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo, right? And then this, for the people that aren't aware, here's a clip from that press conference. Man bun no. The man buns were very in there at yeah, the time, weren't they? Man, man bun might be coming back now, no haircut. Look, I'm wearing my Dana White t shirt. Oh man, like, oh man. <laughs> but uh Nate, first of all, like um like whose shoulders were you on there? I was on a, it was a guy who played from Team Rhino. And I was on his shoulders. So just I was just trying to get anyone to go up on that shoulder, so no. It wasn't any Ryan, was it? No, uh, it no, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, no. No, but uh, myself and Ross were there as well, and we we're like, "Who, who the fuck is that guy?" But uh, hey, man, like, how did you, how did you get into mixed martial arts? Uh, I always used to watch. I was very hyper kid. Like I was, I was a very very hyper kid. You know, even if I was going to Tala Adventure World or something, and someone said anything, I was always trying to start fights. And I think even in, I, I used to play football. Even on the football pitch, I was always trying to start fights. And, I think it was always just kind of in me, so uh, my mum and dad put me into kickboxing. But I always used to watch Kung Fu movies and all that as well. Like, I was always just kind of interested into it, doing it outside of martial arts. But before I even started, I was always looking to fight, you know. So uh, then they put me into it and I got disciplined where I was only able to do it in the kickboxing. And then from the kickboxing, I got very into the MMA, you know, I was watching it a lot. And I believe it was my uncle's friend told him about SBG. This went back a while ago now, when I was seven years of age, I got into it. So back in the long way road, he told him about that and uh, I got into it from there, yeah. That's unbelievable, man. And like, it's mad to think that you're already a nine-year vet at what, 16? You know what I mean? You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy to think. And like, you grew up doing 
MMA effectively. I know like you, you originally started doing kickboxing, but like you're yeah. part of a new generation that like grew up doing MMA. Because you think yeah, back those sort of five or six years ago, you know I mean, all the top guys either, they were, mm. you know, as Barry would say, uh, a sort of a jack or what is it, a jack of all trades but a master or a known yeah, uh, yeah. you know what I mean but like now you're you're mastering all the trades do you have a preference of what your martial art of choice is like when you're going to train and it's like kickboxing training or Muay Thai training or Jiu Jitsu where you're like buzzing for one more than the other uh, no I've always I've always enjoyed MMA the most because obviously I'm very high level in kickboxing and in Jiu Jitsu and I enjoy all the other aspects of it as well you know I think uh like I love kickboxing, it was my first, it was my first sport I've ever done, and then I love jiu-jitsu as well, and I love competing and training them both separately. But I think MMA is the best for me because I can blend two of them together: the jiu-jitsu, the wrestling, the striking, everything in together. I think it's a, I think it's my favorite for sure. And then they, when you're actually going, just you haven't made your amateur debut yet, sure you haven't? And uh, no, but I've competed in the youth Boy, last Isn't year. That? Who's who's yeah. your corner? Who's your corner three? Or who who would you bring to your corner three? If you had a choice uh, now. Right now, because I'm uh, starting to do a lot more MMA training with John and stuff, so John 100% would be in my corner. And uh, my kickboxing coach since I'm four years of age, Dave Hefferman, for sure, would definitely be in my corner as well. And uh, third one, I'm not too sure. Dave Roach as well would be in there for sure. Yeah, you could always do a Mike Perry on it and sell your last spot. <laughs> Not too bad. It wouldn't be a bad idea in France. Yeah, well, you already have the expertise with the other two, so you might as well sell the last one and make that extra cash. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Darren Taylor. Nate, like it's like you. You must be like have so much ambition now. Like seeing everything from like obviously Connor's rise, even what James yeah. is doing in Bellator. Like the, you must be like nothing is unachievable. Yeah, since a young age, I've always felt like nothing is unachievable with me. You know, uh, I've never been, I've never been narrow-minded. You know, I've never thought like I can, I can only do this and I can never do that. You know, I'm open to anything and doing anything. And I believe if I believe in myself a hundred percent, I can do anything and I will do anything. You know. And do you believe in yourself a hundred percent? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you have to back yourself for anybody else does. So I have a hundred percent faith in myself. Once I work hard, yeah, everything in and get anywhere. I'm mean, like Ross, like also sixteen-year-olds were in school, like fucking, like copying each other's homework and stuff, and just like looking forward to the weekend. But like having that structure, like what Nate has now for the last like five years, like that's going to stand to you so much when you go like when you turn like twenty-one and even thirty. Myself and Ross are thirty now, like and literally the world is your oyster. Like you, like like you're so close to these star, world stars in MMA that like you have the perfect guidance and like you know exactly what to do and not what to do and with John over you completely like uh, a lot of people will give like their whole entire life to be put in that course like yeah exactly I'm grateful for all the people that I have around me you know in SBG and in TMA two of the I believe best gyms in the world you know so I'm grateful every day to have those people around me you know world class uh, training partners world class coaches the facilities we'll as well yeah yeah, the facilities. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Nate, obviously at the moment we're during lockdown. Uh, I think only the professional MMA fighters are allowed to train. How are you finding doing the training now in lockdown 2.0? It's quite difficult, you know, after coming out of lockdown and going back into the full swing of things and stuff like that and then having to lock back down again, you know, but I'm still training away every day, you know, doing bits and pieces, you know, just doing what I can. 
Still getting it done somehow. One thing I must say, Nate, from looking at your interviews and seeing how you carry yourself, you carry yourself so, so well. I know a lot of times I've heard you say mm. that, like, your ability and your style is what sets you apart from the others. But for me, it's your maturity. Mm. How mature you are at the age of 16. Like, when I was yeah, 16... I I was so insecure and I was like an absolute loser. And now I'm looking at you and I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I was like, Jesus, that fella, like, like, I feel like everything would just bounce off it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. I think it just comes natural with some people, you know, and I think, I think I have it, you know, the gift of the gab. There's not, I don't really like, I see some people like raised up down or they, they're trying to think, they overthink things when they're going into interviews or talking to people, but, for me, it just comes natural meeting new people, doing interviews. Like, I've never really ever sweated ever since I'm a little kid, you know? Yeah, yeah I've actually seen you because as soon as you, you went viral at that press conference, you've been doing interviews ever since. Yeah, I've been doing interviews for a good while now. So, if it hasn't came natural, it'd be, it'd be very concerned. Yeah. And, like, Nate, what's it like where, where you live or in school? Because, like, um, like, social media wasn't really a thing with myself and Roster in school. Now, that makes it sound really <laughs> old, but, like, uh, what's it like in school? Like, or just, What's it like having social media and having like a, such a large audience and if you're still in school? What, what class are you in now? Uh, I'm in fifth year now, but I think it was so uh, so young when everything kind of blew up and obviously uh, a few followers on Instagram or whatever, but if everybody that does know me personally knows that like if you're talking to me, you wouldn't even know like I have any followers or I have anything, you know, I don't, I don't like to think about that stuff or dwell on that stuff, you know, I just... I just like to think of I'm a normal normal kid, you know, and then think that gives off uh, onto other people as well, so they think no difference, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you're not too like flashy, or you're not constantly spamming or anything. It's just uh, you, you know, it comes across as almost you treat like a business. Yeah, look, uh, it's it comes part and part now. The Instagram and the fighting, you know, you have to be, yeah. you have to be very good at both. But I don't think you should let it consume, you know, if you keep thinking about the Instagram or. I post this, post that. I'll just go with it, you know. Like I'm only sixteen, so I don't want to be getting too consumed and all Instagram and all this stuff. Yeah, but there's people, there's people our age, Ross, are just like absolutely obsessed with it. It's crazy, you know. And then yeah, you can't let you can't let it take it over, you know. Yeah, you know. And I suppose you because you've actually grown up and you've been so talented. I feel like you've grown yourself. You've like grown up, and you're probably like. You're probably a child at the time, but you're in a room full of adults, and they treat you as an adult. And I think that's quite yeah, relevant yeah. in your growing up. And like, because you were spoken to like an adult, you had adult perspectives from a much younger age. And I think that's yeah, definitely yeah. going to shape some. Yeah, even all the kickboxing competitions, all the lads uh, from my club, they're all like a good few years older than me, so they're always uh, my mates growing up and stuff, you know. So I've always been, I think, boys are beyond my years and stuff, but it definitely stands you, stands you now. And what about like your close circle of friends, like from where you're from, or like in school, sort of away from the gym? Would they like, um, would they be like trying to ask you information? Like, how did they get into it? Like, what I'm, I'm sure some of your friends have definitely stepped into a gym now because, like, because of what you're doing. Yeah, I know a good few. Uh, like, I have a good few mates from the gym that I would consider like very, very uh, close friends now. But my other mates outside of it, that they kind of have their own stuff going on as well, you know, and. To them, I'm just their mate, you know. They don't see uh, Nate the Great Big, you know, this and that. They just see me as their mate, you know. It's, I think it's the way it should be. You don't want a bunch of yes men around you just saying, oh, yeah, you're definitely. doing great, you're doing this, you know. You want people around you that are going to stay real through it all. 
And if you have a trajectory for your careers, and do you are you estimate amateur fights, then turn pro, or we just take as it comes, depending where the offer comes, or what way do you envision that going? Uh, like everything in life, I'm always really laid back, just go with the flow, you know. So I don't really have any uh, set out plan just yet, but I'm getting very close now to. I want to make my amateur MMA debut very soon, so uh, hopefully I can make that soon. Then we go from there. But the goal is still 100% professional MMA for but there's no set organization I want or anything like that just yet. But, um, yeah, uh, when, when we were in school, we had to do like, uh, in fourth year, we had to write our CVs and say like what we wanted to do in school. Like, but do, like, I'm sure your teachers know. Do you, have you told them that's what you want to do? And they're like, all right. Or are they like, oh, that mightn't work out for you? Like, what sort of way is that being looked at in school? Yeah, a few, a few of them kind of have like, the confused faces when you tell them that you don't want to go to college or you don't want to do certain stuff and you leave school you just want to put but you know I think you need to back your own self before anybody else does you know it doesn't matter what no matter anybody says to me I just I know myself what I want to do and it's all that matters yeah well I think your teachers also like they only see you for what like three hours out of a full week and then like they try yeah. to like tell you what to do with your life uh, <laughs> yeah, also exactly. like also they, they probably actually don't care about you like when they walk out those skill gates they, they don't go jeez I hope Nate does Matt's homework tonight because he'd be in trouble if he doesn't you know what I mean like they don't give a shit to be honest uh, yeah, exactly. well I'm sure I'm sure they give a shit to some extent but like they're they're not going home and like that fella is doing the MMA because that's what they they'll call it. Doing yeah, the MMA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darren Conway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, who, who do you look up to? Obviously, there's Connor there. Uh, I think I've heard you say GSP, but like outside of the sports world, like who do you look, look up to and go like they have a strong work ethic? Uh, I think one of my biggest inspirations outside the sports world will definitely be uh, my mother and my father. You know, both of them very hard workers and do their best to provide for me. And uh, also my nan as well. She she's a, a top grafter, you know, runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. What's your nan do? Uh, my nan, she worked in uh, carers many, many years, you know, a hard job for many, many years. And what, and what about your folks? What do they do? The folks, my mom actually uh, works full-time now in SBG. She's the manager of SBG. Oh, no. Nice. And, like, Nate, what happens... Like what sort of, what's a sort of like when uh, say when the weekend arrives, like would you have people that are like trying to get you out going drinking or or like do they know don't go near Nate like Nate is on a trajectory straight to the top? No, see, I don't. I wouldn't be for me in any ways. You know, I've always said it. Like I don't like even if I was to go to a party or something, I wouldn't really like want to drink around. It's just it's not for me. You know, I think I have a good time without a few drinks on me. So fair play to you, man. You know that like fair <laughs> play to you. It's just not something that I'm interested in. Like, what if one of the lads like pulled out of this nagging and it was a proper twelve nagging? Put them on his spot now. Like. No, fair play, no, no, you're right. Stay off the liquid gold. Stay off the liquid gold. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's unbelievable, man. Nate, uh, what, what do you sort of make of the the, the Irish landscape in MMA? Like, um, like obviously, there's the, so many lads are with Bellator now. Bellator are doing amazing things, especially in Ireland. Like. And then, like, like, um, what do you sort of make of the things, and like, what's the like next generation looking like? Because you obviously you know you know it all. I think every generation is just going to get better and better and better. It's because look at the gyms that are out now. You know, the gyms in Ireland probably never been seen before. How many high level gyms there are? You know, in SBG, 
100% leading the way with that. But if you look at some of the some of my training partners down in SBG, you know, same age as me, when all of us come through, you know, it's going to be very, very scary, you know. There's, a, there's definitely a next wave of thing coming, but, you know, you have to pay a lot of respect to Connor. You know, he kicked down the door for Irish MMA. There wasn't many or if not any before him that sent us such to a global standpoint, you know, Irish MMA. I think he kicked down the door for a lot of people, not just the Irish. I, yeah, I think 100%. He, he transitioned for the, MMA, for the whole of MMA, I believe he kicked down the door. Yeah, he, he showed that it's possible to put yourself on parallel with your organization. And like, no, yeah. no one's really done that since, but like, there are a few people who, you know, are showing glimpses of it. Like, someone like Adesanya, you know what I mean? Like, he, he can be a superstar in his own right. And I think that's important to see. Um, I think in the next wave of Irish stars, you know, I mean, we're looking at yourself, there's Ian Gary, Paul Hughes, um, Reese McKees uh, stepped into the octagon there on the weekend. I think in terms of Irish fighters, Reese was the first person in a long time to get a UFC contract. Um, yeah. What 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 do you think of um, your do, just the way a lot of the Irish fighters got to Bellator now? Do you think there will be another wave into the UFC, or just think the money's better in Bellator, so that's why the Irish fighters are going there? Also, John uh, has sort just, of a, a seat at the table there as well. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of reasons for. People who go to Bellator and UFC, and you know, I think Bellator are doing a lot more for the U- European circuit right now than the UFC are. You know, UFC aren't doing obviously right now they can't do as many events in Europe right now, but even before that, they weren't doing a massive amount. And I think Europe are doing a lot for the Irish MMA or Bellator are doing a lot for the European and and Irish MMA scene, you know. And uh, I think the pay is a good bit better in Bellator, but I think it's just I think there will be a lot of Irish people going to the UFC, it's just. Certain people want to go to Bellator, certain people don't, and they're both two very, very high-level organizations, you know. Yeah. What uh, what do like what what are the things you like most about Bellator, and like what the, what are the things you you'd be you'd probably change if you had the the opportunity to change something about it? Uh, I don't think I could change much about it. You know, it's a very high-level, very very high-level organization now. If they're very, I think they're very very close to getting on par with the UFC. The production everything about it is it's unbelievable you know and the 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 level of fighters that they have is it's unbelievable as well you know i think it'd be great to see across promotion promotion between bellator and ufc you know because there's very high level guys from both so you would see connor fight uh no that'd be a tough one now that'd be a tough one now before people people yeah people is a good bit smaller though as well yeah he's the lightweight champ though Uh, yeah, he is still the champ. Who else is there at lightweight at uh, Bellator? Well, well, Michael Chandler left. Like, the Benson well, Henderson there. The that would be, be a good one. Yeah, actually, yeah what's called it, Connor's poor legs. I just think anyone who plays Douglas Liam, I go, they're poor legs. <laughs> yeah, leg, leg kicks are crazy. What about, yeah. uh, Nate, what about Cage Warriors these days? They're doing, they're doing very good things as well. Have you been keeping an eye out on them? Yeah, 100% Cage Legacy. Uh, uh, Cage Warriors are opening doors, I think, you know. There's a lot of guys that are going from there straight to the UFC. They're coming on a lot very well, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and Graham Boyle announced there that he's got a, a California promoter's license, so Cage Warriors might be going to the US as well, which is definitely, definitely exciting to see. But Nate, yeah, it's good um, to see. The, the big announcement this week was, uh, seems to be UFC 257. Uh, McGregor versus Poirier is all but signed. How do you see this one going down? And does Poirier, can he do anything different than the first fight? I don't see him even 
getting close to Connor really. It's just say going out as the first fight, to be honest. I know Poirier has came on and lost since the Connor fight, but you have to realise it's not like Connor went steps back, he's went steps and steps forward, you know. So I think when Poirier was progressing, Connor was progressing at the same time, you know, which means he's still a good few steps above him. I think uh, the first round or second round knockout. I don't I don't see uh, don't see it lasting long and it is. To be honest, I actually agree. I, I think at times certain people have certain people's number. And I think Connor has Poirier's number. And I think he's just got the power to put him away. And I, I was actually going, I think Poirier might last the second round. But I was only saying that because I think Poirier's actually gotten slightly closer to where McGregor is. But then when I think about the fight actually playing out, I mean, like five minutes without yeah. Connor landing that left on the chain is like a very long time. So like, I just don't see it happening. No, 100%. I see him, see him putting him out quite early. Do do you think that's going to be for the title as well? Because Khabib's still he's still in the, the what's it drug testing pool. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's been vacated yet either. So I think it won't be a long time now until Conor does get the belt back for sure. That's gonna yeah, be tr- that's gonna be some night, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah they'll probably get a pay per view of him and then give him put put it this way: if he's poor, he's fighting for the belt one way or the other, whether it's Khabib or someone else. So yeah, hundred percent. You can't annoy him after he after he beats Poirier. Is yeah, there, it's sort of inevitable. Is there any sort of is there any other matchups you're looking forward to? Obviously, another big one is like Leon Edwards taking on uh, Kazmat Chmaev as well. Yeah, I think that that would be a good fight. You know, that's that's a bit up in the air as well. I'm not sure how that would play out. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Yeah, well, Kazmat's such an unknown quantity. Like, we're like, is he the best welterweight in the world? Maybe. Is he not? Maybe not. His like level yeah, is exactly. so we unknown. Don't know where he is right now. Is there, yeah, I know he's scary so far. Is there any other matchups for us that are coming up soon that like uh, that should be watched out for as well? Well, let's get uh, Nate's uh, picks for this weekend. Uh, Figueredo was fighting Perez and Valentina Shevchenko was fighting Jennifer Boya. Who would you like this weekend to walk out with the flyweight king and queen? It's like going to the, it's like going to the uh, prom, Mate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to take uh, Figueredo and Shevchenko. I think both of them are going to do it for sure. Yeah, same. yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, I think 100%. still and still king and queen. Yeah, Nate, another question like, like obviously, you're like, what sort of weight class do you think you'll eventually grow into? Because, like, you're, you're tall enough, like, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm tall enough now, but uh, I'm not, I'm not too small, not too tall, you know, but say federate at the heaviest, but oh, would be, yeah. Bantamweight featherweight will, will probably be my weight class, i say. And then we go to lightweight to become the triple champ. Yeah, the triple champ, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. The champ, champ, champ. They, 100%. Nate, I just want to say, like, um, it's been it's been cool getting to know you. Obviously, you've been friends online for a while, and uh, I think it was perfect time of getting you on now. But um, hopefully we speak to you again soon, and we get you on before you, you make your debut as well. Like, like, can't wait for that. And definitely fans should be allowed in by then. And who knows, that might be in the yeah, stadium. You know? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully fans are allowed in soon and I get to make the debut, you know? Yeah, if not, if not, I think you could be one of those generational fighters who actually uh, fights on YouTube for money. Like uh, yeah. Jake pa- or Logan, or what was it? Uh, Logan Paul versus KSI job. Like, you can't can be comparing me to them boys now. Can be yeah, but the, you know, you have to start small. You have to start small, you know? Yeah, not, not with me, not with me. I'm going straight to the top. <laughs> and I well believe it I well believe it mate thanks a million for coming on you're an absolute legend uh, guys if you did like this video make sure to like share subscribe and as always stay energised
All right, so that was Nate the Great. Ross, <laughs> I'm going to have to get you another t-shirt with us two with Nate in the middle of that. Like, first day of <laughs> fight, like. Bad in fairness, he's an absolute prodigy and such good head and shoulders. I could definitely see him going very, very far. Yeah. Well, like, uh, uh, before we kick into the, the mixed martial arts stuff, Katie Taylor won over the weekend again. 17-0. Ross, like, what is it? Katie Taylor is just um, a phenomenon. Yeah, it was an extraordinary one-sided fight. Uh, I was actually annoyed when the judges called it the scorecard because Katie won all the rounds 10-9 and then he got, she got knocked down so in boxing like that's a guaranteed 10-8. Yeah. And it was like 189 was the first scorecard. Then it was 99-91 and then it was uh, 100-90. So one of the judges, even though your one got knocked down, didn't give a 10-8 and the other judge gave one round to the other girl. I was like, what are you watching? Because yeah. like, that, that was an absolute beatdown from start to finish. I, know, yeah. I was actually, at uh, uh, one stage, I think around, se- around seven and eight, I thought she was going to finish it. Then I was almost like, oh, I'm actually disappointed she didn't finish it. But then I actually started to feel sorry for Gutierrez. And I was like, oh, I'd be nice if she got to go the distance. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be, if the rounds are three minutes long, I think it would have been finished a whole lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you like to see her fight next? Because people are t- shouting, shouting Serrano. There's talks of Cyborg as well. Eddie Hearn was talking about her. Yeah, I, I do think um, the Cyborg fight would be a bit of a spectacle. I'd almost think yeah. like, that should be like Katie Taylor's retirement fight. When, like, that is, like that's the, the money grab on the, on the way out the door. Uh, I could definitely see her fighting Serrano next. So I just feel like cause she beats Cindy Serrano. She now has a fight with Amanda Serrano. Beat the Serrano sisters. I think that's like a big deal. It's almost like in tennis when you beat the Williams sisters. You know what I mean? So like they, <laughs> need, to be like, they need to be like ticked off the list. Yeah. And then um, there's a few other ones. I think there's a few young British boxers out there as well who uh, are under Eddie Hearn's sort of spectrum that uh, he might get her in there with. There was a Liverpool fighter broadcasting. I can't think of her name. Well, I think that could be a fight to make. So yeah, for uh, like after the fight, Eddie Hearn just was talking about. Katie Taylor, right, well, right while she was standing there, and he was just like, she's the best ever. The way he's gone on about her, you can tell he like actually loves her. It's mm. uh, it, it, if you haven't seen her movie, make sure to check it out. Like, I anytime people like put up them stories asking what should I would check out, I'm like, you have to check out the Katie Taylor film. I was even getting my dad to watch it as well. But uh, no, she's 34. She's saying she's just going to keep going better. She's the goat. She is a yeah. women's bot. And the, the funny thing about her is. Like she wants to fight every month as well. <laughs> She's like, I just want to get back in there and fight. So, uh, look, we'll always back her. Yeah, I'm we always. Think she's great. So like, I'm looking forward I'm, to having her on the show, man. You know that. Like we've had like yeah. so many people on. Like I, I wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm glad she got that second win over Persoon. I'm glad it was like more like more clinical than the first fight. The first fight, I was like, oh, I almost think that was a draw, and then seen her on this fight and it's one side and I was like oh thank god because like there's something about her where like you don't want her to get hurt as well like you, you feel like you're almost like she's ours leave her alone yeah, yeah well, that, that weight class she's far too good in that one obviously the pursuing yeah. one was a way above but uh, now she's kicking ass and hum the Katie look make sure to like the show and subscribe if you're a big fan of Katie Taylor because uh, like we absolutely love her but uh, the three three of the lads are fighting this weekend and that's uh, Dylan Moore and John Cooney and Tony Superfly Brown and the, the no, it's John Connie. John Connie, <laughs> according to the Spanish, but uh, what's called uh, Vlad Vladimir is after being announced on the card as well. So 
best of luck to the lads this Saturday. That's the Saturday the twenty first. But Ross, we may as well just start off with may as well just go into mixed martial arts world right now. Like obviously we mentioned that the Conor McGregor thing and the Dustin Poirier is all but signed. There is a couple of things that's holding up. I think it's like whether or not is it going to be for the title, uh, location, that sort of stuff. Uh, do you know anything more that the people might be interested in? Yeah, so the word on the street is it's going to be on Foy Island, which I think we both are happier with than it being in Vegas. Also, I think I think they're thinking Foy Island because they might be able to get a few sheets in there to put a gate on. Um, then in terms of the lightweight belt, I don't think it's going to be on the line. If I was better man, I'd say Foyle Island, no belt. Okay. Um, well, like, does it really need a belt? It'd be great, but people would still think they need a weight. I don't think you get that many extra pay-per-view boys to put a belt on the line or not. Yeah. But uh, at, least it's, at least it's happening. That's the most important mm. thing. You know? um, then, right, so you should just mention that Bellator 252 was on Thursday. Uh, SPG's own Pedro Carvalho was defeated by Pitbull. Pitbull is still the champ. Uh, Ross, like, what, what's Pitbull really have left there going from? I know he's in the Grand Prix. He's still the champ. champ. Mm. He said that um, uh, Peter Creedy mentioned that he could give up the belt and, fo- and then Peter Creedy would fight Patricky for the title. And then uh, Pitbull himself said he'd fight his own brother for the title. Mm. Where does Pitbull go here? Because uh, you want to see him fighting, doing something maybe that Michael Chandler could do. Yeah, well, I do think on the other side of the draw, there's still AJ McKean. He's never fought him yet, and he's undefeated, and he's fighting this week against against Caldwell. So I think if AJ McKean wins there, like that test is still there from. Uh, now, if AJ McKean le- loses, and then he fights Caldwell and he beats Caldwell, because Caldwell's made bantamweight before him, Pitbull's fought a lightweight before, so like he, you know, he, he'd probably be a considerable favorite. He's probably a favorite against whoever he fights. So, I'll be honest, I'm not too sure. Maybe he has to fight a few more lightweights just to rack up some names. But at the end of the day, I think he's quite loyal to Bellator. Bellator have given him like, a very yes. good living. And he's like the face of Bellator now, really. So, I don't know. I think he'll probably just have to almost do what John Jones did at times and just like have to fight the next guy, whoever he is. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't think he really wanted to be in the lightweight division. I, I think he just went up to to be Chandler, and now he's just he has the two belts, and they look very pretty, especially when he's training alongside Henry Cejudo. Yeah, they really, really do. Um, maybe that's maybe that's a fight that you you get there about um, the same with the same management team. Henry Cejudo come, come belt tour, and he fights uh, Pitbull for the featherweight belt. <laughs> Why not? But uh, yeah, you mentioned this Thursday. It's being held on uh, this Thursday's Bellator, uh, Bellator 253. It's being held on by AJ McKee against Darian Caldwell. AJ McKee is 16 and 0 undefeated. Caldwell 15 and 3, former champion. What are you expecting here, Ross? I like AJ McKee to win. He's going to be a far larger person in the cage. Caldwell used to make bantam weight. Um, I've seen Caldwell lose. I've seen him be finished. AJ McKee seemed to have like sort of gone unmatched in the majority of his fights. And I think his toughest fight was actually against Brian Moore. Now that I think about it, so I, I expect AJ McKee to walk out victorious and set a date with Pitbull in the future. I think he has one more person on his bracket, doesn't he? Because Sanchez is, is it Sanchez on the AJ McKee bracket. Sanchez defeated Vital. Yeah, so there's four fighters left. Yeah, I think, this is semi-final after this. 
there's a semi-final. But I, I actually think if it, if it ends early, I'll go Caldwell. Mm. But if it goes to decision, I'll go AJ McKee. That's on this Thursday, guys. So if make sure to check it out. Uh, Ross, before we get into this weekend's UFC card, the weekend just passed, Paul Felder stepped up in short notice. No one saw that coming, but he was defeated by RDA in the lightweight division by decision. Ross, RDA then says he wants to take on McGregor. He says the two of them are the only former lightweight champions in the division. What do you sort of make of this? Because uh, Connor tweeted after saying, yeah, he's up for it. Bring back the El Chapo. Yeah, I think it, it was actually a good argument for someone who doesn't have an argument, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't think RDA was ever getting lightweight chopped, but for him to make his case like that, I think it's actually not a terrible one. I also think if he got in there and fought, you know, one of the elite guys, whether he fought a, a Justin Gaethje or you fought a Tony Ferguson again or something like that, and he actually beat them, he has a real case of the lightweight title shot. So I wouldn't um, be totally shocked if I saw RDA get another crack of the lightweight belt. So who knows? And if McGregor wins it, he might go, I want to fight, fight RDA. And he might call for that fight. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, then, Ross, we may as well look at this weekend's card as well because like, it is, there is two titles on the line. Both flyweights, as you mentioned earlier, as if it was got, well, the king and queen of the prom. Devison uh, Figueredo is taking on Alex Perez for the flyweight title, and Valentina Shevchenko is taking on Jennifer Maia for the women's flyweight title. Ross, we may as well start at the very top. Devison Figueredo making his first defense of the flyweight title against Alex Perez. Alex Perez shot the fame from Dana White's uh, contender series. But uh, Figueredo, hands of stone, man. Yeah, he was meant to be fighting Cody Garbrandt, and that actually was a great pe- pe- uh, headline pay-per-view uh, fight. And now he's fighting Perez. I feel like it's a bit of a fight night uh, card now, to be honest. Now, I expect uh, Figueredo to get in there and get the knockout. Hopefully he makes weight and doesn't have any issues making weight because yeah. that would be a disaster if he did. And then in terms of the bullet, Shevchenko, I expect her to go in there and probably get a TKO finish maybe in the third round against Jennifer Moya. She's very tough. She's good on the ground. But, like... Shevchenko's an assassin. Yeah. Like, if you were to say your top... Who's the top three best mixed martial artists in the UFC? Well, like, probably John Jones. Although I was trying to slide yeah. Valentina in there. There's just something about the way... Well, like, she's probably not far off. If you, if you actually look at it, if you were to give, like, people, like, ratings out of 10 on, like, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, striking... I mean, and, you know, 30 was the best score. She's probably getting 27, 28. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she, she's, she's scoring very, very high across the board. She's an animal. Bruises. She is. And, like, the way she did the, the head kick knockout, I think, was it Jessica? Oh, like, my God. I, yeah. I was like, she crucifixed her. I was in, like, she <laughs> kicked her. And, like, she went, like, body of Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, Amen. Yeah, so, like, it, 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 it was... Good night, Irene. Like she's got a few sneaky arm bars and stuff in there, and just like there's no, you know what? There's no safe place for her in there. Yeah, she's she's a murderer, like in mm. the best, in the nicest way possible. So, yeah, uh, a few a few other good fights on that card. Uh, Mike Perry's fighting Tim Means on that card, so it'd be interesting to see who Mike Perry has in his corner. Yeah, do you think that's going to happen now? Because supposedly you were allowed to have anyone in your corner, and like Dana said, that wasn't possible. But uh, I was listening to lads and weighing in. Shout out to Punk and John. Big John, but uh, do you think he's actually going to sell this off? Like, 
I think it's, I almost think it's a little bit too late now to sell off. I wonder, Jerry, you have to have your registered corner people in by now. You know I mean? So, I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find out close tonight. And who knows, like, Paul Felder might jump off commentary to give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then uh, our mate Cynthia McAlbell is also fighting in this card as well. But, Ross, the rematch of Mauricio Shogun Hua against Paul Craig has gone down the light heavyweight division. Do you think this is Shogun's final show? I don't think so. I just don't feel like he's he was like my last boy would be against Paul Craig. Uh, I just don't don't see. It. I feel like he has to go out against another legend, and I do think Shogun will probably get his hand raised in this one. Uh, he's doing it for dad bods all over the world. Shout out to the dad bods, dad bod crew. Yeah, um, Ross, the, the prelims look decent as well. Like Brandon Moreno is taking on Brandon Roy Val for the Battle of the Brandons. But uh, what can that could be a Floyd by title contender as well? I actually thought one of those two should have actually got the title shot. Against Figueroa. Yeah, Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno shot the fame as well. That was from tough, tough. Yeah. Then uh, Joaquin Buckley, who had like the most global viral knockout uh, just only a couple of weeks ago, is fighting in this card as well. That's interesting the way they put him on the prelims after such a viral moment. Uh, he's taking. Yeah, but I think it's free TV over there, so it's probably like get him on free TV. People watch it. Oh, definitely. Then uh, Valentina's sister Ant- uh, Antonina Shevchenko is taking on Ariane Lipsky. Lipsky is. Not only gorgeous, but she's, she's an absolute murderer as well. So uh, make sure to check out that fight as well. And then Ross, Nicholas Dalby loves an absolute war. He's taking on Daniel Rodriguez as well. Like, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know you said this looked like a bit of a, a fight night, but um, some decent names. And then Alan Joe Barnes on the early prelims. So it's actually like a decent card. I know it hasn't got like one massive superstar name. You could argue Valentina's is, depending on where you are. But uh, it, it should be, like, there should be a few <laughs> decent scraps for it. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of... Seven out of ten fights on the card, and then like one or two eight out of ten fights on the card in terms of like my interest. So like it it is it, a better card to watch from start to finish. It's not who 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 ah, you know what I mean? Is it? Yeah. I I, I find like in recent times UFC's almost gone to the boxing model where like you only know like the last two or three fights. Yeah. Well, like it is it is tougher times mm-hmm. these days. You know, they have to throw on the cards and they're doing it, which is great. So like it keeps us entertained. But um, is there is there anything else you want to say about the, the MMA just before I just mentioned a couple of things that are happening this week? The MMA. Uh, <laughs> a shout out to uh, Reese McKee as well, who uh, unfortunately lost this weekend. But uh, we love you, baby. And then also shout out to Chaos Williams, who knocked out Abdul Razak Alassane because that was a vicious knockout. It certainly was. Well. Um, right, for people as well, if you're looking at what the crack is this week, uh, Ireland... The mighty Irish football team are back in action again. Um, well, the six or seven games in a row without scoring, but they could score this Wednesday to take on Bulgaria. Uh, as we mentioned on Thursday, Bellator 253 is on Caldwell against McKee. Uh, this Saturday, the Irish rugby team are back in action. Johnny Sexton and Henshaw are out. They're taking on England. Uh, Man United are back in action against West Brom. I have written here. Uh, the lads are boxing at UFC 255. And Ross, we are back again next week. Um, we are meant to have Joy Herbert on the show. UFC lightweight. So that's another one in the books for us. That was actually good crack. We both made, like, we made sure to wear t-shirts. I can't believe we're in that t-shirt. Is that your most favourite item in the house, bar your child? Man, I was thinking of getting a frame. Then I was like, oh, no, I might as well wear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not every day you meet Dana White. So man, look, at that, look, look at that jacket you were wearing, man. Slick. Oh, man. that was that, that looked, I got it off Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah Lorenzo for Ita. Yeah, but uh, guys, thanks a for tuning in. We are here every week. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always... Stay energized. Stay energized.